Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at FilmBustersPod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk And if busting makes you feel good you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content Or shoot over and get some groovy merchandise at society6.com forward slash filmbusters Alright, can we just get on with this now please? Filmbusters So what do you reckon the surprise film at the film festival is going to be, Ben? I would very kindly take to it being June I would like it to be June Something. I feel like they're doing a lot of press screenings for it, so I feel like because it's so available almost already, then um, it could well be that. The thing is, I actually don't want it to be June in some ways because I want to see June in IMAX for the first time. Fair enough. Well, this is what, a what very is the good secret screen. screening. So it's part of the London Film Festival. They oh, it announced is London the full Film lineup, Festival. yeah, and then in the middle of it is a secret film. So two years ago, they didn't do it last year because of it being online, but two years ago, it was Uncut Gems. Many people thought it was going to be Little Women, and then it turned out to be Uncut Gems. There was a lot of what unhappy people. was it before people. that? I don't know. It's The thing is, it's always been big. It's never just like, and now here's this film that no one's heard of. It's always been a yeah. big, big name. Um, and I think because, because people just blindly buy... They have to make sure that it's good because otherwise they could upset a lot of people. So it has to be something that's mm. got to be generally a crowd pleaser. And I think well, Halloween I think, Kills would isolate a lot of people. Mm. I think June is like the big one of this year and I think a lot of people yeah. will be happy. Does June that. already have a date at the festival? No, it's not playing at the festival, which was a massive surprise, which is why I'm sure it's going to be that. Makes sense. But well, I'd still be, be excited for that. And as long as it's good, I'll be more than happy to see it in the IMAX afterwards. Yeah. Well, if it's good enough. Well, it also might be a film that it seems like there's a lot going on that you probably might need to see twice. It could be this year's Avatar. <laughs> well, I hope not. I take it, do you both not like Avatar? I don't think we've ever spoken about this. Uh, I just think it was so overhyped. It was fine. As it was film. just fine. Yeah, it was fine. What but year it's did like, that come out? It's got to be like 2005, <laughs> six. And they're still talking about it now. Do you want to know how naive I used to be? I walked out of that screening with my girlfriend at the time and a friend, mm-hmm. and I said, that's the best film I've ever seen in my life. Are you re- Did you really say that? I did. And you within, give it a within an hour or two, I realised the error of my ways, and as time has passed, <laughs> it's just more and more of a nothing. It came out in 2009. Wow. I never thought I was it was one of the best films, films ever. I just <laughs> The thing that annoys me more about Avatar is the fact that they're making five of them. Mm. I have the Blu-ray and I intend to watch it again, but I bought it years ago and it's like, why? Do, why? Why have I got it's it? Just on Disney Plus. There was this is. I think you were in in the vein of film Twitter back then. You must have been to be to be taken so much away with. But there was no echo chamber like Twitter then. 
No. It was just what Empire Magazine told me to like, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I so. I feel like it came with that hype that this is the greatest film ever because we've done this, that, and the other. So you almost feel like you had to like it because it was so what, groundbreaking, wasn't it? Yes. Even if you didn't like the film, you had to like everything else that went with it. I know, and James Cameron got a lot of good grace because he was Cameron, and like I don't know, the last film from him was was it Titanic? I don't know. Feels like he should have done something after that. The technology's good, but the film isn't. Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, he did Titanic before that. See, Terminator. there's a lot of expectation from the director of Titanic comes Avatar. You watch mm, it, and bear in mind at that time because it was 3D, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like 3D yeah. CGI to the max. I feel like it was one of the first 3D films that was it going w- through that. It was going to be that whole thing of like, of this is a film made for 3D rather than this is an upgraded 3D film. Mm. Fucking 3D, I hate it. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's, it's so annoying. Very good things, I'm glad that never caught on. I know, totally. Uh, I can't think of a single 3D film or film that was made better by 3D. It's funny that we're talking about this. Pacific Rim was shown in 3D. Julio gave it an 8, and that's the highest on my letterbox. What, Avatar? Yeah. Maybe he watched it uh, 12 years ago and was under the cloud of the novelty of the thing. Because mm. he got a review on it, because he normally has reviews on his Julio, Julio loves all sorts no, of peculiar no. films and dislikes all sorts of peculiar films. I, I can't work that man out. <laughs> Ever the contrarian? Ever. Ever the contrarian. It's not a joke that he's a contrarian. He just no. fucking is, man. Much more yeah. so than me. Me and my Paddington Indeed. takes are nothing compared to Julio. <laughs> they really aren't. <laughs> well, th- we might as well we might as well uh, steal that segue of Pacific Rim was released in 3D because we are doing Pacific Pacific Rim today, yes. and it is a suggestion. The rim in the middle of the Pacific. Exactly. Or specific. It's it. What what is Pacific Rim? Yeah, it's like um, a version is. Is that a quiz question? No, but uh, what is rim? <laughs> I mean, Pacific. The rim is normally described as like a crust of Earth, isn't it? Well, the rim, the rim is the hole in the like a rim of the hole on the on the seabed. Well, it is like a bumhole ring. Oh, Adam, it's like a bumhole ring. What sort of podcast (laughs) are we? That's why they called it rimming. (laughs) Oh God, it gets worse. Little kid, man, Jesus! I just bounce you back to Bombay, man. Yes, but um, that's this is kind of what it is. It's like a bumhole in the middle of the sea. Oh, wait, we're still going on about the bumhole in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> this is a suggestion by our wonderful patrons for your reference. Oh, yes. Katie and Oti. They said, Oi, stop making fun that we like Pacific Rim and go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, okay, we're, 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 we're hesitant, but we're going to do it. We don't know. We haven't seen the film. Adam has, and he and he uh, he has views on it. I'm sure. But yes. we're going to do it. This is what we do for our patrons. We we watch whatever they want us to watch and talk about it. Yes, yeah, mm. very excited to get into it today. And may I just add? Yes. As a follow up to your question, the Pacific Rim comprises the lands around the rim of the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Basin includes the Pacific Rim and the islands in the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Rim roughly overlaps with the geologic Pacific Ring of Fire. So the rim is the land. Yes. Is it all the volcanoes? Oh, the so bumhole of the land. Adam was wrong. <laughs> I hate that he talks like that trash. <laughs> See, I would have thought so. that the land was the cheeks. Well, this conversation is <laughs> mighty appalling. 
and Iceland can be the gooch. Right. Oh. Um, let's just let's just bring up. Seeing as we're talking about our patrons, we also have a patron channel. Everyone. Oh well, we, shit. We we release exclusive episodes at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. We get exclusive content. People suggest films for us. We get they get exclusive video content. That's it's true. Mighty fine. Mighty stickers. fine stuff. What are we doing today? Yeah, there's stickers and stickers and merchandise. All that good yeah. shit. What are we doing today, guys? At the end of this episode. Oh, what we're talking about. Yes. We're going to try and think of some films that have got plot holes in them, but the plot hole where. Not like, oh, that's really obvious, like the character's been stupid, but where you feel the film could have been solved within the first five minutes. Or something happens at the beginning that the characters don't use until the end to solve the film. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's incredibly hard. Very, very <laughs> hard topic. Very the hard hardest topic this we've is all, ever had. This is this also is a suggestion a by mess. Katie and Oti as well. <laughs> yes. I feel like they must have a list as, arm, as long as their arm, but... God's sake, we couldn't figure one out. Either that or the way they've described it to us has made us think of it in this way. Because the only way you could think of it is characters doing dumb shit where it's so obvious to think of a reason around it and the film could be solved immediately if they just went... Like, I remember looking at them and one of the ones that came up was School of Rock and it's like, you could just ID him as soon as he turns up on site. Mate, no, are you showing not. your cards already? I'm not sure. That's not one of my. I'm not going to say that. This right. is an example, Adam. Yes, yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying like, that type of thing where the, t- the headmaster would obviously ID him and go, "Where's your ID?" He goes, oh, "I haven't got it." It goes, "Well, you're not allowed to go near children, then are you? You paedophile. Go home." Woof, 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 dog whistle. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like that, that. That's there's a difference between that and what we're going to be talking about. Yes. I, I feel so. I think so. I should say so. <laughs> but if you want to check out that, that content that we've got for you on the, on the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters, you can become a patron just like the likes of Katie and Oti who are, who are t- supplying this episode to you, basically. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. You also have Jamie Russell there. He's, he was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, got Jamie Russell there. And you've also got our dear patron Julio from The Contrarians. <laughs> <laughs> and Nerd Revert, they're both from the same place. Where's that place, Ben? New York. <laughs> on the other side of the big sea, on the other side of the Pacific. I'm waiting for one of them to at least acknowledge that they get a yeehaw every fucking episode. They ain't <laughs> not acknowledging that yeehaw. I'm going to start yeah, playing are, more offensive sounds. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe like when it goes to the other side of the Pacific, uh, they it's like copyright and it gets blocked out and they don't hear it. No, look at that. It's very possible. Highly very futuristic possibly. world. Right, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, yeah, should we move on to the staple of every episode, which is the quiz. If you've, if you've not listened to an episode before, we do a quiz every episode related to the film we're talking about. I ask Adam and Ben two questions. If they get the questions right, they get points. If they get the questions wrong, I get the points. That's Today it. is about Pacific Rim. Ben, you got 27 points. Adam... You got 22 points and I have 14 points. Adam, let me tell you, if you don't score the points today, you fucked up because I really don't know what questions and I don't know enough about this <laughs> I, film to know I, I, I also was about to say the same thing the other way around. Okay. Well. There's, there's, some, there's some information, right, that if you absorbed, let's not go too much about how we feel about this film, but there's, there's not much to, to learn or to take in this film, right? Yes. So there is some information... 
that you could have maybe written down or memorized i didn't write down no no information and these are the questions i've got (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm gonna guess an answer now without even hearing the question here we go let me say the first question okay the u.s jaeger is called gypsy danger but what is the australian jaeger called You didn't write it down, did you? I didn't write it down, <laughs> but I know it's in my fucking head. Go um, on. you got to give me a second. I'm going to get it if you don't get it, Adam. Down Under Jaeger. Idiots. Oh, my God. Down Under Jaeger. That is some kind of sexual move to a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I, it's not this, but it's the thing that's similar in my head. Like, Roback. Rayback. <laughs> No. Is it nothing like that? It's called Striker Eureka. Striker. Yes. Because what kind what of is Idris Elba was going, Striker. Striker. Matt on. Get Striker over here. Well, well get you, you and me in, Striker. That's a point for me. It is. Well done. If you if you like that question, then you're going to love the next one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Australian Jaeger is called Striker Eureka. What is the Chinese Jaeger called? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, God. I watched this film about a week ago and... About a week ago! <laughs> Does it have an English name, Paul? Um, yes. Ah, oh, mate. Alpha. I, shall I give you a clue? The annoying thing is I knew it was the the US one was Gypsy. Mm, gypsy Danger. Oh, well, I forgot the Danger bit. It's, they've, they've all got double barrels. So this is a double barrel as well. Oh, for Charlie. This is... I'm going to give you mm. two words that relate to the first and second word. Okay. This is a lot more fun. Um, oh, how can I... Now you've got to find a way of Wait. doing that. Yeah, let me find a way of doing it without making it even more confusing for you. This um, is like catchphrase. Say what, say what like you catchphrase. see. I'm not going to say one word. I'm going to say a couple of words. Here we go. The first one is <laughs> a, t- uh, a type of red colour. Oh, it's Crimson Wave? It's not Crimson Wave. Shit! It's not Crimson Wave. Does that mean that Adam gets to choose what the, like pick what the next word is? I guess. Yeah. You shouldn't have blown your load, mate. I knew it was. I, I knew I, I was going to say crimson because that was the red. But what's the second word? Were you going to give me a clue or not? Um, well, I think he's allowed the clue since uh, okay. we would have got so, it if I hadn't shot my load early. Okay, into the rim. Oh, how have we made this so crass and crude already? <laughs> a type of wind. <laughs> oh, state, I know what it is. A state of wind. I know what it is. Crimson Blow? No. Idiot. What is, is it, it then? Is it Crimson Typhoon? It is Crimson Typhoon. Fucking hell. <laughs> Too late for me. You the could... funny thing is, I did make a note of that because I was like, oh, right, Guillermo del Toro and Crimson Peak. Oh, so yeah. So that was in my head. So I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder if he called it that because of Crimson Peak. <sighs> anyway, we cannot do a Katie and Oti record without being crass at some point, innit? So that's true. But that's also inky. two points to Paul, though. Look at that. I, I think know. that's the first time you've scored two points this year. I He's going to so. overtake me. He's not far off me now, is he? Oh, that's that. true. 16. Eh? I mean, a little bit a little bit off you still. God, we're, we're bunching up a little bit into Look this final that. stretch 20, of the year. 27 for Ben, 
22 for Adam and 16 for me. See, Paul, you, you kind of got all the power because if you decided to go tricky, tricky with your questions, you could just keep racking up the points to the end of the year. But I know you but, don't want to. You say you no, don't like it. I, I, I just want you guys to fight out, really. That's what I, like, I care about. I want you to take the... I want someone to take the reins next year. We'll basically. never ask us questions about Jaeger's names again. Yeah. <laughs> what else can I say about... What else can I say from this you film? You could say what was... How many... Dyn- what I don't know. What Richter okay, scale did the last dinosaur get? Here to? we go. This is a question just for Adam. Let's see how how he how much he was paying attention. What are the big monsters called? Oh fuck me! <laughs> they begin with like a K or something like that. It did, yeah. They do. It's like a Kraxon or something like that. <laughs> a Kraxon? That's actually a, a type of uh, mythical sea beast, I think. Yeah, that's a kraken mixed with that's a Kraxon. That's not. That's like a giant octopus. <laughs> Kraken and a, a klaxon. <laughs> they call a kaiju. A kaiju. That's it, kaiju. Well, I could have asked Adam anything about this film, and he still wouldn't have got it. No. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Adam's the only one out of the two of us who had watched it bloody before. Exactly. I watched it for ten minutes before, and then I turned it off. That doesn't tell anything about what you think of this film, though, does it, Adam? No, it no. doesn't, because I've rewatched it then, <laughs> and it's been many years since I've rewatched it, and my state of mind could possibly change. Yeah, you've you've matured yeah. over the time haven't you right so before we spoil anything should we just go on to the main event yes the main event there is a future topic plus Adam can do a rubbish plot summary are you fucking serious I missed them but I'm glad we did away with them all they, they were they were all fun at the time in them early days weren't they years before you wouldn't have picked my brother Yancey and I for heroes no chance We were never star athletes, never at the head of the class, but we could hold our own in the fight. And it turned out we had a unique skill. We were drift compatible. Right, everyone, today we're talking about Pacific Rim from 2013 by Guillermo del Toro. This is is a a spoiler episode it's not sexual act as adam says no but it is a spoiler episode we'll go straight into spoilers no hanging around so you haven't seen it we will spoil it for you so you better go and watch it or just get spoiled however you you want to be played basically however you want it you don't want it because when you get it it hurts your body oh, lying yes. in the church what he just said but mm. first of all adam you got to do a wonderful plot summary haven't you yes 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 so this film is set I'm about to say it was set in the future when it was made, but the future is actually now, isn't it? It was like 2020. It's the, it's the past, isn't it? It's 2020, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now this world that they live in didn't get struck by COVID. It got struck by monsters that came out of the sea. And the only way you could possibly defeat these monsters is by building giant robots the size of buildings and office blocks that have to be controlled by two people who blast them into smithereens. But the monsters keep getting bigger and the robots can't keep getting up. So what's going to happen? Find out. On the next episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, you teased that, that one out. as good as ever, I mm, think. Pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty mm. good. What you got to say about it, Ben? Uh, I, so I'm sorry, dear everyone, but um, I had very little time this week, so I've been able to do zero uh, 
analysis, but I will just say... So uh, many people have just left the podcast. I know, sorry, sorry everyone, I deserve better, but I will say it was directed by Guillermo del Toro in 2013, and um, th- there is a sequel and a television series. There's a TV series? It's animated. It's animated, there you go. Pacific yeah. Black, I think it's called. Oh, God. Or no, Pacific Into the Black, I think, something like that. Should you, I should have done should that research. Do it to research. Pacific it's, Black. It's called Into the Black. Pacific Rim Into the Black. Look at that. Do you reckon they're going into the hole under the sea? Under the sea. Under and the big sea. crab called Sebastian. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for Sebastian to crawl up out of that fucking hole, man. I thought Sebastian was going to be a stage five kaiju. Oh, imagine. That would be Imagine. scary, mate. If they managed mm-hmm. to make Sebastian big, like one of them kaijus, <gasps> and then you can see a big old battle with a robot and a big Sebastian kaiju. Would he have a Jamaican accent? Uh, not if it's voiced by a white man. No, not in these times. I don't know if a white man or a black man did his voice. I, I think a uh, black man did Sebastian's voice, but let me... Should but we, then when, we when, when everyone sings Under the Sea, we all sing it like Jamaicans. It's more important than Pacific Rim, but yes. now if a black man did Sebastian's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Little Mermaid The thing is Whether it was or not All the white people Singing it with that accent Yeah it was a black guy Under the sea There we go Samuel E. Wright There we go He passed away A few months ago Aww Well At least it was authentic There we go There we go He was in one episode Of the Cosby Show Look at that I hope he didn't spend Too much time with Bill Hope not Well Maybe Sebastian switched Bill onto those perversions. Oh, Jesus. That would change the Little Mermaid a little bit, It was bit, a bit of it? a creepy crab. He's trying to hook people up. Fucking hell. He's very relationship-orientated, that crab. I know. He tries to claw <laughs> his way to the top. Oh. Crustacean. Yes. Any other seafood jokes we got here? <laughs> shellfish. That's very shellfish of you. Yeah. I say that one all the time, but I, I was trying to avoid that. I know, you didn't do the most obvious low Do you know the fruit. thing is, the lobsters only go red when they're being cooked. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe that is true. They're black they're brown. Underwater. They're black brown, brown when they're mm. um, they're alive. They're kind of grey. And they the red means they're like, it's their pain receptors. What oh, is this telling shit, everyone about our, uh, our thoughts on Pacific Rim that we're spending this much time on Sebastian and lobsters? Yes. Well, who knows? We've got to find out. Adam, do you want to decide who who order who order who order <laughs> who order who who ordered the lobster? I'm going to go. Who ordered the lobster? Okay, let me or do this. Crab? Let me do it. We're going to go in a reverse film busters order this time. Ooh. Oh shit, son! We're in the red room. Yes, that means it's you, Ben. <laughs> no, I know. All your friends are here. That was um, reversed. So, I thought that was very good. Uh, I literally watched this a few hours ago. This is the closest I've ever watched a film and then recorded an episode because I had so little time uh, to watch Pacific Rim. So I watched Pacific Rim at about six o'clock this fucking morning, which is a hell of a time to watch a a film such as. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, And yes, and I had to admit that when it was brought up, I knew nothing about it other than I always wanted to avoid it because it looked like the very definition of what I'm not about. And I heard negative things and any film, as much as I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia, any film that adds Charlie Day to its cast and then expects me to take it seriously, no, sorry, it ain't going to happen. 
Uh, so I approached it with a lot of reservation, and I know that Adam had attempted to watch it and stopped watching, so I was like, this is going to be absolute guff. I was preparing for like a 2 or a 3 out of 10. That's that's I thought that's what we're going to be hitting with this sort of film. So I imagine my delight when the first 15 minutes took place, and I was like, this is scintillating, entertaining stuff. This is wonderful. Big, big robots and big monsters going toe-to-toe in a very bombastic way from the off. I found it incredibly exciting. I was ready to, 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 yeah. I was so happy. I was like, oh, this is going to be one hell of a film. But then I realized that the rest of the film was just going to be that repeated and repeated and repeated to the point where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Halfway through the film, I'm like, I don't care about this shit anymore because all you've shown, you've given me too much of a good thing. Just like anything in life, you need to pepper it in. And I can only compare it to like something like Jaws, if from the very off in Jaws, you'd had shark attacks and then the shark kept attacking throughout, 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 and all you saw was the shark attacking people and killing people and biting people and then fighting the shark. It would lose all it, all its momentum and everything that I was enjoying about it. So interesting concept i don't actually know if it's an original idea it feels like it was maybe based on something i don't know but it was an interesting concept and i like the whole big monsters big robots doing battle thing it did what it said on the tin i wish i'd seen it on a large uh, cinema screen because i feel like that is probably the way to experience that film watching it at home took a little something off it uh it just got too boring and repetitive an hour in and uh, i didn't care too much for the characters but i had a good time watching all the battles even though it was shit loads of cgi um but I think if you're going to use CGI, go whole hog and make this big, messy cocktail of action, blockbuster, nonsense. Uh, and so I give it a 6 out of 10. Ooh. That's, Ooh. Very, inter- that's very interesting. There you go. So, Paul? It's nice, actually. Adam. Oh, it's Adam. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I still stay in the middle. You just, you just pivot around me. Um, so, yeah, I, I watched this film probably about six or seven years ago. Um, and I watched probably about... 20 minutes half hour of it and then i was like why am i watching this film this film is awful you've gone up from 10 minutes well uh, it was a figure of speech more than a oh i see an actual it the was funny thing I is, that's remember. the best bit of the film and you turned it off after the best bit in my opinion uh, it was just like um i was like why the hell am i watching this and all of that kind of shit and it was still kind of the same this time around but i stuck with it obviously because we were doing the podcast on it um yeah, again, it was kind of, like you said, it was okay for the first 20 minutes. You see the battle. But the problem is, is all the acting in this film is terrible. All the dialogue in this film is just terrible. The way every character speaks is just annoyingly awful. And the CGI battle is interesting once. But after that, it is just CGI. And the most annoying thing about the battles is it is just a CGI fight. And then the only acting that takes place is the two of them standing inside a robot and they're punching the air. And it's just like watching somebody with a fucking VR headset on having a fight in a room. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what? There's like, there's nothing to that. It's just two guys punching the air in a room. And then you look out and there's a big robot moving. Um, yes, it's dumb. Yes, it's stupid. Yes, you shouldn't take this film seriously. But I still feel like there should be some level of enjoyment from the rest of the film rather than just this is going to be big fun and dumb it's like fucking the godzilla versus king kong film yes that's dumb and that's what this kind of film is in that bracket but there's still outside of that there's still a, 
a film that you can watch and get along with and also they do it in a better way where you're kind of waiting for most of the film for it to happen and it develops but this is just yeah I it was still not a good film I'm going to give it from I've gone from a one star to a two star <laughs> wow <laughs> you stuck with it low I thought you were going to say now that I've watched it all in its entirety it's okay I'll give it a four I still or five think maybe you if I rewatched it from the beginning this time I might have given it like a four but I still got an overall hatred for what do you mean before. if you watch it from the beginning like, I'm sorry if I watched it from the first time now I oh, might right, have given right. it a higher rating but I still kind of got the view because you went in with from the bad intentions yeah and I hated it from mm. the last time it annoyed me so I also had to pay to watch it I didn't want to give any money to this film I know but there we are unfortunate is it my turn it is your turn okay this film is bland as fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, has, it has no personality whatsoever the big the big like payoff of this film is a big piece of metal rolling around with like a generic indistinguishable alien <laughs> and that is like not in the slightest interesting to me and like why do, why would you expect me to enjoy any build up to that <laughs> if no. I don't want to see it anyway and every plot point in this film has been recycled from hundreds of films that have done it better and even it's like main like linchpin and original idea of controlling a robot with a, a neural handshake that works by, like a person being compatible with their pilot partner. It trashed it completely in its like final act with Idris saying, "I carry nothing into the retrift." <laughs> it's like, mm. so what? So you're saying you have no thoughts or memories whatsoever? Because that was the whole point of the whole thing. You're going to each other's thoughts and memories, and you just gotta focus and you gotta like merge together and be one. It's like you just fucked basically your whole idea up by that one. <laughs> just to scene. say a cool line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I call bullshit on that. That's shit. And it's, um, it also has like a, a, a forced love interest that has like the moral values of a film from the 40s where you have to like defend the lady. You have to defend her honour as she, as she of course can't defend herself. I'm talking about the scene where he's like, say sorry to her. <laughs> say yeah. sorry to her while he's trying to beat her up. It's like, this is bullshit, mate. Yeah. I'm going to say part. it's not as bad as American Psycho 2. <laughs> oh my goodness! But it's a uh, very bland. I'm just I'm just taking a taking some some uh, reference from something we've done that's very bad. But it's not as bad as that. But it's very bland and a boring four out of ten. Oh, you went wow. higher than I thought you were going to do. I thought it's you were going to come down to me. They're very low scores from you two. I was not expecting to be it's the just one who gives this a high score. Makes, it's just an irritating film. It's like you've done your robot but do something better like every single bit of acting in the film and every bit of dialogue in the film is atrocious and the worst characters are is Charlie Day and his sidekicks characters I hate um, everything yes and the I mean, way they all... the way they speak and they do that there was one bit when do you know where they've got the dead monster and he's got the little mm -hmm. computer next to it and I just remember looking at him doing it and it's almost like this should now be a comedy. Like, if this was a shitty B-movie, that scene would have been funny and hilarious. But he's, like, typing so quickly. He types for about a second, and about an A4 page goes up on the computer. And he's not even looking at the thing the whole time. He's looking at Charlie Day saying, you should listen to me from the beginning if we have done it this way. And then this whole thing has been done. If we have done the cyber-optic... Do you know when they just say generic science terms to make them sound... 
Yes. I mean, uh, that guy was highly annoying because they really amped up his Britishness. Yes. And it's like, come on, this is 2020. This isn't set in the 19th century. Why are you talking like that? Yes. Yes. So also, in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, he would be dead immediately. Someone would have just... If the, if the purge was happening, someone would have snapped his neck immediately. I don't know why Guillermo del Toro cast uh, Charlie Day in this, but then, obviously, because of that, Charlie was like to Mac and, and De- Dennis, oh, yeah, we should get Guillermo del Toro into Always Sunny. He's a really big fan. So then Guillermo del Toro comes into Always Sunny in, in, as the role as Uncle McBoyle. And also that guy, the posh British guy, is the, the scientist in that Always Sunny episode where they try and trick Charlie into thinking into believing yes, he's but super it works smart. in that because it's a comedy and then you think mm. oh he that's funny because he plays exactly the same character in a comedy series as he does in this in this serious, serious film. film yes yeah mm. maybe they were taking the piss that's bullshit then just think that it's just like friendly just oh i'm hiring you for my film just because we're friends and I, I like you well you know it's what like was interesting bullshit. though about this cast apart from um ron perlman and and charlie day so okay two two main characters in it the rest were like all British yeah like Idris and yeah, Charlie yeah true I was and, thinking and and must, this must have been filmed in England I think I think I looked and it said that it was filmed in Pinewood but Pinewood yeah. somewhere else where's another Pinewood not in the UK There's Pinewood's all over the world yeah oh really yeah Pinewood's the group now it's like it was so oversaturated with British people that I thought it must be done in this country the other British person that really fucking surprised me was the Australian son mm. I was like where do I know this man from and then yes I where do I it, and he's fucking he was in EastEnders for years and years and years <laughs> really yes and this is only like his, was like his first movie acting role he was like Sean Slater that's right he was a fucking shit character as well Every single character in this film was shit. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go so hard. I wouldn't. Ron Perlman's character was the only one that had any intrigue. And that's because, again, he's a generic bad villain guy who's got the whole look because it's supposed to be a apocalyptic world. And he's now, like king of the underworld. Yeah. It's just all the most basic writing ever. It's like Charlie Hunnam comes in. Here's this Australian guy who, who doesn't like him. He's a bit jealous of him. And he's just going to be horrible to him like a bully in high school. And it's like, that's just boring. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, that's not even smart writing. Every it's the most generic ha- writing you knew ever. happen happened. And you saw yeah. it happen about 15 minutes ago. And it's like, oh, so now we've got to give you a nice payoff and send off. Where did you earn that? I'm, also, I'm down for watching like movies where you can kind of switch off and be dumb watching the movie. Like You take no brain power to watch that movie because like, that's what you need. But... Like when it actually starts attacking your IQ, I don't. Th- I, I think you two are being so harsh. I can't believe I'm. I into think the you were just watching it thing. in such a sleepy slate that you probably no, no. liked it because you were six in the morning and you weren't wake up properly. <laughs> no, and you thought you were like. It's not that. Maybe maybe there's something to it that I don't really watch these films, and maybe you two watch these films more often than me, so that's why you uh, mm. were bored by it. But I choose to actively avoid these sorts of films, so I guess if if I then end up seeing one, I'll go, okay, there's some redeeming stuff to it. The thing that I'm thinking about, right, is put this in the context of all the other big monster movies like Kong and Godzilla and shit like that. Even Meg, I dare say. This was largely, for me, better than all of those. Certainly Meg. You two rate Meg higher than this. I definitely rate Meg higher than this. That is wrong. You want to talk to me about bad acting and bad characters. But they had fun with it. No, they didn't. Well, they may have had fun, but I didn't watching it. 
but you gave it like it's still like a four out of ten. It's not like you've fucking given it eight or seven out of ten. What are you talking about? My rating of the Meg is like a four or Pacific five. Rim. I gave a six, mate, not a four. Yeah, I'm saying, but you're saying, oh, you like the Meg and stuff. This is better. And I was like, but it's yes, good. you are rating the Meg higher than this. You are rating. Oh, yeah, the Meg a three. This. Yes, okay, so and that's I gave higher this a than two. this rating. Yeah, but the Meg is still fun. But that's like saying, what restaurant do you reckon's better? Frankie and Benny's or fucking Garfunkel's? They're both shit, but one of them's slightly less shit than the other. It's agreed. And the fact of the matter is... Paul gave the Mega 6, by the way. I've, I've, t- I've downgraded it since. Well, I've just um, looked at your letterbox. It's a 6. It shouldn't be, because I'm downgrading it. No, ah, because now you're backtracking. No, 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 because I've changed my rating system since then. Um, it's still a 6. I, I see that. So... When it's a film like this, right, it's a ridiculous idea, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't spend so much time sitting in meeting rooms and trying and not getting to the actual action. Oh, I want to see the action. Are you I joking? don't want to see you fucking sitting in a meeting room. No, planning they were straight in with the action. There was training. all action in this, they, mate. No, it was not. That's what I ended up not liking about it. It, it was, wasn't. It was action constantly. And it wasn't fun. It was boring, the same old shit. Any yes, action yes, there was, it was the same old shit. I agree, because we Have saw too much it. action, mate. Have fun with it. Don't sit in a meeting room planning, and don't sit in a, don't, don't give us this bullshit of, oh, this guy doesn't like me because I'm, I'm the new guy in town. Oh, this forced love story. Oh, don't, don't say apologise to this woman. It's like, this is boring. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> it's interesting, but you could look, view it that way. As much as I thought her character was completely 2D and, uh, like, poorly fleshed out it she was um at least the character was a woman who was fighting side by side with the man the lead yeah but she was fighting for him not for herself no, she was fighting alongside charlie hunnam in that suit because of what mm. happened to her family the most weakest setup yes yes it's good yes she's a woman fighting next to the man but what did she have a fleshed out character that deserved to be in that position I, you no boys was she just was she just peeking for a spy hole at his is bo- getting changed through her door it's like that's bullshit it's horrible it's horrible writing you boys have liked films where the female characters are far more caricature and pathetic than this one yeah so- but i'm just i'm uh, but the problem is ben that i'm not saying that's a good point for the film i was like every character in this film was shit at least in those films yes that might not be the best thing ever but there's at least there's a film around it that's still enjoyable they created something i that there was no heart that worked for me i didn't find there was any heart i didn't actually care about the characters enough to care about their fate nevertheless i wanted to see battles between massive robots and massive monsters and that's what i got to an extent so you can't blame it considering i didn't know what this sort of what was going to happen in this film to set it up with that immediately i'm like okay this is the kind of film we're getting awesome and then we had that for a long time and i enjoyed what i had if they had repeated the first fight scene basically again and changed the colors in the background it would have taken you a while to work out that like they're all the same everything that happened was the same there's a punch oh no one's down one's gonna lose oh no they're gonna go rip off his arm oh whatever he's got an ice gun oh what that it's just the same shit that's what i'm saying because the fighting was just a computer CGI and you've got the two guys in front of it on the VR shit, it didn't work at all. The action sequences in fucking Power Rangers were better than this. Because they had at least had some fucking choreography that the people had to kind of learn and work out. Like, it was yeah, literally but I, like you might as well just turn on YouTube and watch a guy in a VR set boxing. Yes, but there would be no story, so why would I? 
There was a story. There was much of a story in that than there would be in that. The guy would show probably more passion and more heart in that video than he would in this. I think there was quite an immersive world there. I'm not saying this was a good film, but I enjoyed watching it. World you don't give a shit about. It's our world. Listen, there were snakes because when they were like, we've we've only got the stage fours coming through. We don't. The stage fives haven't even come through. I was like, oh shit. What a stage five is oh, going to be don't like. Be, don't be ridiculous. What? Oh, oh, shit. What a stage five. It's the same fucking monster. It was ben, bigger. You, uh, you've got this video on, like, did you rent it or something? Yes. Just watch it, like, tonight. I'm not going to watch it again. I'll never watch it again in my life. <laughs> I want you to watch it in a state where you would normally watch a film, not at six in the morning. But, mate. There was no threat from these monsters. I had never, no point was like, oh, shit, here's the stage five one. He looks like a really bad boss. They all look the same. They're just a bit bigger. They all look the same. What you are saying is exactly how I feel. We always come back to this. Is exactly what I feel about Marvel films. Every villain's the fucking same to me. I said the exact same thing to Scott today. I said, in a way, I kind of feel like this might be how people feel about superhero films. Because if you don't care about what is happening and what's fighting, Mm. then why are you going to care about the film? And this is how I feel about these two, these robot and aliens well then, fighting. Then perhaps you can see and understand then. That, that's the point of view. Because generally speaking, because this you don't see this often, like literally monsters and robots. I'm talking literally. I'm not talking about big monster movies. You don't see it often. So when I was seeing it, I was like, great. But then if, if there were like 10 versions of this fucking film, I'd be like, stop this shit. And that's what Maybe the superhero films have well. become to me. The superhero films are the same. Every fucking villain is the same. Yeah, and but at least they kind of they put some decent characters in it. Yeah, and there's no personality with these. They might not be the best. I mean, they're not going to be great characters. They're Listen, be, again, what, very generic. Define very good personality, because you boys seem to think that Jason Statham's a good personality, and that's I'm what made Meg good. He's a good ben, no, I gave we're not one, saying he's got a good personality. Film, I gave the Meg like, half a start more than this, okay? They're just shit. They're both shit, but at least I still think the Meg is fun. The Meg almost knows that it's a dumb action film and it knows it's being silly. Where this is just like, I'm being serious right now, where big aliens find some, some robots. Well, yeah, like, and it worked, because otherwise it would be Power Rangers. It's just kind of on the, it kind of feels like it's on the level of like Transformers. No, that, no, where because... It doesn't know what trans, like, Transformers still think it's serious. If Katie Noti had said watch Transformers, I would have politely declined because Michael Bay, <laughs> I would have because Michael Bay is a lecherous fucking man. And I know that it's all about lingering. It's all about masculinity and four. Oh, have a look at her ass. Have a look at that. That's bullshit. There was none of that here. It's you've got to say, I would like to know. Actually, I haven't even checked. Do you rate Transformers higher than this? I, I hope not and if I do I, I bet you do I bet you do though. You I hope do. not yeah so that is problematic the first Transformers you right terrible I remember I know I know I know the film problematic but it's a lot more fun than this film yeah but the, you, the first one so I give a five I, of course you two would say so because your idea of fun with things like Meg being fun is so far removed from what my idea of fun is obviously <laughs> I'm, I was deeply annoyed by the things that you're finding fun so the good thing about this film is there Nothing. is no problematic things in it. They don't they don't they don't uh linger on on women. In fact, they don't even try to establish any good female <laughs> characters at all. They just uh But I just told you they that they have, just I just there, told you that they have a good female just there well, well, I just for the told main you character. that they have a good female character established no, they, in a progressive way. They don't. They don't. There's a female character <laughs> fighting side by side with it's a man It's more put in there the just suit. to be like, look, there's a female in our film. We're not trying to evolve the character. It's just, let's be here so that I can be basically the, the co-pilot for Charlie Hunnam and I can 
fall in love with her by the end. And also, I can be the heart for um, Idris Elba. <laughs> what? He's just I there just to I, basically bring his heart out. They didn't end it with no love end. story for the two of them. Okay, so you don't think what he was saying at the end was a love story. Let me get out what he said. He said, all my time living in the past, I never thought about the future until now while he was looking at her. Yeah, exactly. But it it didn't go into some big. And then he said, the "I end. never had good timing." It's like this is what are you talking about? Is this fucking James Bond at the end where he's gonna suddenly start? When, do you know when the where the where the planes were coming saying, "Hello, can you hear us over the comms?" I was like, "Don't tell me they're just gonna start fucking on the ship now." They weren't because that's what it looked and there was like. No it was kiss. They didn't to. even kiss. They the way she ran over. Ringed. The way she ran over to his little. They should pod have been the dead by then. They had no balls to kill him. They should have died. Oh, yes, I, I know, absolutely, Paul. All of this stuff you're saying to me are things that I've thought a million times over the last 15 years with the superhero genre. Good. And that is why you can tolerate one film. The reality is someone could have died. At the end there, maybe I was wrong, but when Charlie Hunnam was lying there, I thought, oh, maybe they've killed him off. They didn't. But I believed in the moment that they might have because I knew it wasn't part of a franchise, and I thought, oh, maybe he has died, and that was his final sacrifice. He hadn't? Okay. If it had been a superhero film, I would have fucking known that he wasn't dead, even before at the point where they're like, there's only one pulse, there's only one pod that's popped up. If that was a superhero movie, I'd be like, all right, when's the second one popping up then? The fact of the matter is... You don't even care about the character by the time it gets to that point. So why do you even care he's dead or not? Mate, uh, I've cared about characters far less than I cared about these. I didn't particularly care about them, but I didn't hate them or dislike them. I, 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 I've didn't, I wasn't annoyed by any character in this apart from the British guy who worked alongside Charlie Day. And Charlie was just bad, was badly cast. Everyone else was fine. I didn't hate anyone either. I just didn't care <laughs> about anyone. There's yeah, but who did you care about in the Meg then? I didn't, care, I didn't care about anyone either. So why did you enjoy Meg more? But the film around it was more fun than this, just watching this because there was nothing going on. It was just us watching there generic was, things Okay, fighting. the Meg the Meg is, is a giant shock. The Meg is a giant shock. This was giant robots versus giant monsters. That's little, on the same seeing, level. Seeing a, little, seeing a little dog paddling away in the, in the sea from a massive shark is more fun than seeing two a big robot fire. It's so monster. funny and so obvious they put that in the trailer constantly. I know. Repeat. That's not funny. They probably probably had everything of this film in the trailer as well. You just haven't seen got, the trailer. You've got to keep on the fact that that is why the Meg's a bad rating as well. It's not the fact that I give it a 10 out of 10 film. You I'm give the saying, Meg what I give this. That's I why I'm comparing it to I give it, it, I give it a 5. I give the Meg a 5. No, well, you've changed your mind live and direct on here. I have, because that's what I'm going to change. I've, I've highlighted it on our end of year for me to change it whenever I get an opportunity. Okay, then Godzilla. Another one. The 2014 Godzilla. Good comparison that for me this was better than that because that 2014 Godzilla spent so much time as you're saying Paul get to the action get to the action this what got to the action that old Godzilla film spent so much time with characters that I don't care about and they try to develop stories that are paper thin and pathetic and just completely unoriginal to the point of desperation for me to say give me something inspired for fucking once they just try out the same old storyline and then everyone creamed their knickers over fucking that Godzilla I, I agree it's not a good film but well, you rate that more than this. Why? Yeah. Because I like the characters surrounding it. There you go. And you like them characters. They are nothing to me. You like the characters in Meg and the humour. It meant nothing to me. Yeah. These people that's meant nothing thing, to me. That's how things work. But I enjoyed this because it was <laughs> monsters versus... I'm trying to understand why you boys come to a film that is robots versus monsters... And you're going. The characters weren't weren't interesting enough. No, they're not. I'm saying they're not interesting enough. They were annoyingly bad. 
they were terribly bad. It wasn't like the fact that I didn't they didn't care for them. It's just they were irritating. Well, I didn't see Charlie Hunnam or Idris Elba being irritating. What was irritating were, about them? They were. They were just irritating. What What was irritating about them, though? I really did. don't understand. I can't put you... You just everything. There was nothing... There was nothing about them to irritate. They were just... Act, That's why in an they action were so film. irritating. But then why aren't you irrita- irritated by fucking... Uh, Captain, Mar- uh, Captain America? Because I feel like at least there's something going on there. T- because, because everyone, because every because thirteen year old is talking about them constantly from, from their small beginnings and by and get into turn, turning into this amazing character by the end, and they have amazing characters surrounding them. They have great choreography, and this is nothing. I couldn't disagree more with everything you just fucking said. That's the beauty of this. I'm not wrong, and you're not wrong. But we hold completely opposite opinions and are reading this shit in totally different ways. I'm gl- I'm so glad because I thought this was going to be generally a, a pretty much like yeah it was just a crap film thing. But I'm glad that we can contextualize it with other big action films and try and work out why the fuck you guys think this one is so bad in comparison. Because I'm struggling to think of a big dumb action film that you two rate lower than this. Because essentially you're saying this is worse than all the Godzillas, the Kongs, the Megs, all of the superhero movies. Is there a Marvel movie you rate lower than uh, the ratings you've given today? You think Marvel? they're quite well-made films in comparison. A cartoon is a well-made 10-minute short. A slice of bread can be baked in an oven in 20 minutes, and it's a well-made slice of bread. The closest closest thing that gets to it is the Godzilla King of Monsters series, as soon as you're bringing up Godzilla. But even then, they have these very diverse monsters that you can actually distinguish between. And it makes them interesting. They all have different abilities, different powers. Yes, they're all fighting each other, just like these are. But they're different. And I can, I can actually root for different monsters. Where here, I'm just like, it's just a robot yeah, fighting you're the same rooting, monster. You're rooting for the massive robots that are there to defend the human race. I thought that was cool as. That's what I'm saying. Those opening 15 minutes, when you realise human beings are controlling these huge fucking machines in order to defend us from this wave of monstrous attacks, okay, I'm, I'm built into that. I, believe bit, that. I get it. It's yeah, like, that's fine. They said in the film as well, it's like, we built these robots where they were so big that one person had to control one side and one person had to control the other. Therefore, they had to be compatible. And it was just like, you're making this trying to sound dramatic when it's just not and it's just shit i can say that i think it's quite a cool idea but they fucked it they they, yes. they made out like That's you need to be clear. compatible but then you didn't need to be because idris elba just goes in with the fucking annoying bully and also like you give it compatible but then you don't make us give a shit about any of the reasons why they need to be compatible i don't understand what like they were compatible they had to work alongside each other and they had to train and make sure they were what I say, are you saying Idris Elba and the annoying bully were compatible? At the, that was desperate measures, mate. But they, but they said, oh, okay, so this is, this is what they said in the control room, right? Oh, their compatibility is up to 100%. It's like, so they're, they're just as compatible as anyone else. Well, I would say in that situation, because they, they are doing the ultimate mission at that point at the very end the harmonization of their brains because they know they had to give it their all because otherwise <laughs> it was the end i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt i am honestly i didn't even stop at that point and say oh, actually that don't make sense nah this is bullshit mate gentlemen they ruined, it. They ruined this, their whole idea 
the fact that you two are complaints about uh, characters and that, you know. Do you know what the most annoying part of this film, this whole film was? And it just irritated me. And it just sums up this whole film in one. Is when they're having a fight and I think it's one of the monsters or one of the robots punches an arm through a building. And as it goes through the building, they do a slow-mo of it. Do you know those oh, little yeah. pebble, do- you have like doctors, whatever they have it like. There's yeah, death. the marbles on a swing, yeah. Yeah, and then they start swinging because he yeah. pushes it. That's not how mm. they work. You have to pull it away from the marbles and then hit. You don't push them forward because if you push it forward, they all swing in harmony. <laughs> you have to pull one away that's and a, then that's the, tra- point. the I didn't energy, think about that. The energy gets transferred through them and then that's why. It's like what they've done there is they've, that, 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 that scene there summed up the whole film for me, whereas there's no actual fault gone in to what it is. They just thought, well, that wouldn't look cool. Look at that. And it's like, no, that's not cool. That doesn't make any sense. You're just stupid. They should have they should have punched one of those ducks that like dips down and drinks the water. Something, that would have worked. Something like that. Something that you push <laughs> and then it ha- something happens. Not an actual thing where you doing that action doesn't do anything to that toy. If you push it, all six of those balls are swinging in the same motion. You haven't you haven't pulled it away to transfer the energy. If these things that happen for three seconds on screen are what's warning you up, then yeah, the film hasn't it worked. It was for kind you. of like it annoyed me, and it was like that kind of also sums up the whole film at the same time. That should have been my review of the film. Listen, I thought considering what's out there, right, in in context of the sort of genre it is, which isn't my genre. I went into it with an open mind. This isn't my thing. I thought it did what it needed to do quite well. I was entertained by the big robots smashing up. But you were only entertained for 20 minutes or half an hour. I was entertained in and out throughout. And, uh, like, it got very repetitive very, very quickly. But if they had done what seems to be, strangely, Paul's perception, it's focused a lot of time in meetings. I didn't think they'd spend that much time in meetings. If they had done more of that in this film, I would have rated it lower. Because then I'd be like, the action is, is not enough. If you're I really throw feel like shit. they did not... Do, like, the first battle they had... That killed two of the robots off, right? Mm-hmm. The Russian and the Chinese robot. Mm-hmm. So where was the other action? There was just like little because, ones throughout. Yeah, it was just a, a constant flow throughout. Was there though? Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. I don't think there was. There was when they came out onto the streets. There was m- multiple fights out up on, on the street, and then when that one died, and then they checked it out, and it was pregnant. All of that stuff counts as action, you know. That was an okay scene. Oh yeah, see, you kind of like that scene because you're calling it okay. That was okay. I was because fine. I actually, I actually didn't mind Ron Perlman's character because he had a bit of life in him. Yes, he did. First time he's played a human being in a Del Toro film, apparently. Oh, there you go. Yeah, had to bring him in. Hellboy. Knew he was getting eaten. Silly boy looking for his shoe. I know. But listen, I'm telling you. The thing that's going on here, I'm very sad to see it. You're getting caught up with everything that glimmers like a fucking magpie to two of you. Just because... Do films glimmer for a reason. No. Yeah, do you want to know why? Because they've been made well. No, And mate. they have some You and I both know that the best made films... The best made films don't glimmer because they only glimmer when studios have shitloads of money to put behind advertising campaigns and toys and posters and press junkets to really drum up the glimmer yeah and this film had all of that and it was still shit i'm pretty sure it didn't in comparison to the marvel machine 
There's a difference between a, a piece of coal and, a, and a, a rock. This was a dull rock where a piece of coal can be compressed and it's made into a gem. This was a diamond in the rough. Don't you fuck? You know it's not a fucking diamond in the rough, mate. <laughs> mate, I'm saying that it's rough all around, so it's a diamond within that rough. I'm not saying. Listen, I will never watch this film again. Or it's a fucking borsonite, mate. If I had seen this in the cinema, do you know what the budget I, I of this film I'd was? Seven. What? I guess how much you think the budget of this film was? I, mate, I'm so out of touch with what it means, what what budgets mean anyway. Every movie costs a ridiculously insane amount of money that makes no sense to me. Okay, so this film was made in 2013 and it cost £190 million to make. Well, all them computers got to, got to power them themselves. Did it, it make its money back, Adam? Uh, yeah, it must did. have if they have a sequel. Anyway, I appreciated this unique little snapshot action film where for a couple of hours I saw massive monsters versus massive robots and I gave it a 6 out of 10 which is a fitting score for that two hour experience but it's not unique though is it because it's all it's just pastiche in like Chinese and Japanese films yeah well it's 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 um, not so much pastiching as it is like you know honouring them we could have done better at honouring them well so could the so could the mo- more recent uh, Godzilla films because I think they're all shit That's because fair. they're all so Americanized. At least I'm not backing them up it's fine ah. Ben the last the latest Spider-Man film that came out Spider-Man Far From Home had a budget of 160 million so why do I care film, about that what are you telling but me you're saying for? it didn't have the exposure and all of that this film did have all of that shit and it oh, was still mate, shit the money that goes into it isn't necessarily the money that goes into promoting it and my, my point was all of the Marvel fucking films are prepackaged with toys and TV campaigns and cartoons and you must go and see this you must go and see this you must go and see this because if everyone's telling you it's good then you go oh well it's good rather than use your own fucking brain yeah I get that this film well, you don't get that, it because you think all of them in that better. vein. This film still had all of that adverts, trailers. It might not have had the f- toys and shit that all went with it, but it still had a lot of that. And it's got Guillermo at the helm, so <laughs> one of the biggest directors going. Yeah, it did. So it doesn't have much that it can say from what's been produced. Yes. It's a big, dumb monster movie, but it's a million times better than most of the pap that I see that's similar. Mm. We can all agree it's a big, dumb monster movie. Yeah, of course. It doesn't think that it is anything else. But, you know, it I did what like it needed to do. I feel like it does think better than them, though. But yeah, but it is better than them. That's why. I can't think of a monster, big, dumb monster movie that's better than this. They're not my genre anyway, because they're normally done so badly. But I at least like this one threw it all at me. We have to move on, because oh, we're just having the same argument again and again. People love to hear it, Adam. It's been a long time. (laughs) We've been agreeing with each other for too fucking long and been civil for too fucking long. I want your blood. (laughs) Give me your blood. Give me blood. Give me blood. Give me blood. The the question I have for you two, and it relates to what Katie and Oti gave us as a patron topic. Their patron topic for us was films with a plot hole or films where it could have been resolved ahead of time. What exactly are they referring to in this film that could have happened ahead of time? I don't think it is to do with this film, to be honest, because I did think that, and I was like, no, this film, they, there's not really much in it. The reason the film But Katie says there's plot holes all over this, and uh, we'll know once we've seen it, but I can't really see them. I mean, yes, in as much as, you know, yeah, it wouldn't happen in the, in in the case of something that they could have done earlier to basically end the film early. But, like, the plot holes, like you said, about the whole 
everyone's got to be compatible shit, then yes, but not an actual... But just being compatible didn't mean that they could end the film early. The only way they could end the film was to do the research, which I dated, and find out that you have to use another kaiju to go through the portal to yeah. blow it up. Yeah. But I don't think they would have got to that point unless they did the research, and they can't. It's not like yeah. That's just like saying do the research earlier, but that's not the film. No. Did you have a take on it, or was, was that what you were I thinking? I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't see it, but I thought that they were saying that idea of dropping that bomb down that tunnel between worlds could have just been done earlier. Like, okay. why have they no, waited yeah, to maybe, this point? Maybe they just uh, for, forgot about the fact that you needed to go through with a kaiju yes because that was the thing they had to learn because they were just going to drop the bomb in now drop the bomb yeah and they that's why they were saying um it's just going to bounce off like it had all the has, has all, all the, the other, other times. times yes yeah i thought charlie day was going to um end up being like a kaiju because when he did the neural handshake I thought one was going to start, like, you know, he was going to start turning into one or something like that. Mm, his eye, because his eye was going so red. They could have used that a little bit better to sort of get the kaijus working out how the human mind works so that they were very much well prepared for the human attack. Mm. Listen. Uh, what, did think, what did you think of this whole, the aliens inside sending them to basically terraform the world? Yeah, I liked it. A, a, a different waves, because that's how war works, isn't it? Different waves move into different things. Hmm fine yeah it's fine exactly i know mate i would never have watched this film otherwise but i in considering that adam said he turned it off after 10 minutes literally when i watched those first 10 minutes i'm like what did adam want then what more did you I want just hated that first 10 minutes i think i turned it off i remember it now when i was watching it as well it's when charlie day and his little scientist friend are in that room together and they start talking for the first time and they're trying to do all their shit. And I was just like, no, this film is awful. You Scientist won't do this friends. to my Charlie. <laughs> you mean his brother? Whatever, yeah. Whatever. I mean, they were scientist buddies in the film, right? The fact that they were brothers is pretty much irrelevant. I thought they were actually brothers. Yeah, they were brothers, right? Were they? Yeah, I'm I mean, sure I don't know what that happened, but... Yeah, um, yeah they were, when they started acting like that, I was like, nah, I've lost this. This film's gone off now. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll say that bringing the aliens into the end of it actually brought something original an original idea because if you're looking at this from from the out, like the outside the only original idea they had was uh the the neural handshake to control the robots and you had to both be in sync that was the original idea there's no an original idea is not robots fighting big monsters that's been done for years and years so i appreciated that but then they kind of they ruined it at the end but then the idea that these aliens from a different world were sending through the kaijus was okay so at least they had a little bit of originality there yeah but also when i'm saying originality uh, name me a film where you have big robots versus big monsters throughout that is original. I know that it exists, it's particularly like every, in Japanese every, manga and yeah, anime. Transformers but is kind in, of that to an extent. I think they go to the ones. I've watched Power shit. Rangers all my life, <laughs> so that's just Power Rangers. Yeah, I know, but it's not see, pa- para- exactly. And as we've established, you like stupid things, and Power Rangers is a stupid thing. But at least it's having fun. It knows it's stupid. 
Well, that's fine. Yeah, if you want, if you want to go to the circus, see the clowns. Of course, go to the circus. I don't watch it anymore. Do I? I watched it when I was a kid. You watched it a month ago for this fucking podcast, and you rated it higher than this. Nostalgia boy. If you had not watched Power Rangers and never knew about Power Rangers, and then you watched it back to back with this, would you prefer that to this? What Power Rangers film? Yes. Probably not. Fuck off. No, I'm saying I probably would not prefer Power Rangers. I'm I saying. know, don't lie to me. You'd love because it. I because I have so much nostalgia for the Power Rangers film. Get rid of it. And it's the fact that it it transports me back to a memory when I was younger, watching it and buying the film in Woolworths. P- Pacific Rim has none of that. I never bought it in Woolworths. Well, I know. Well, any film that's made in the 21st century has always got that hindrance. Then it ain't got the nostalgia factor. Exactly. But then you've got to bring the, the cojones, don't you? Listen, this was perfectly film. fine. Put it this way. This film was worked. It was a single-serving film that did its job for the two-hour session it needed to, to, to do it. Nothing more, nothing less. I won't be watching the sequel. I'm sure that the sequel is appalling and yeah. just repeats everything that's in this. But I won't be watching it because it was a single-serving film, did its, did its thing, and that's that. Very well. Do you know what's also weird, I think, about the sequel is the fact that it's like Charlie Hummer's not in it. No, it's, a, it's an all-new cast, isn't it? Yeah, which I find Pop. is almost like, what do they do? Like Charlie's in it. Is Charlie in it? I don't mm. even know. I haven't looked. I've just, I've just seen that. Um, what's his name? Um, John Baker. Yeah, John Baker's in it. Well, that's it. That's all. I know. More British, <laughs> more British casting. Exactly. For some exactly. reason, they like the Brits in it. Attack the Block. That's his worst film, and I really <laughs> hate that film. And they're making another one. Pacific Rim 2 could have been worse. When you've got a film that's about robots versus monsters and you get what it says on the tin, I don't really know how you can complain. If it's a bad film. (laughs) But all you're saying is the characters, the characters. Well, that's what makes it into a bad film. (laughs) Mate, you cannot tell me this shit and vote Meg higher. I'm sorry. Meg has some of the worst characters ever. I hope they all die in real life. totally does. I agree. I want them all to dead in real life, though. That's fine. Dead in so real they life. They could die. They could die because I'm not going to back that film up either. You backing it up all over Letterbox, baby, because your five goes and contributes to a slightly higher elevated score than it might get with the one. It's just like voting. Like everyone goes, oh, my vote don't make no difference. Yes, but everyone's collective does. Okay, are we finished here, boys? We are, yeah. Okay, well, shall we go on? To some letterbox reviews. We have some distinctly different letterbox reviews here. We've got a 9, a 7, and a 4. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's go through them, see what people got to say. First of all, we have Hey Lucy May, and she gave it a 9 out of 10. She says, Still holds up as one of the most entertaining and well-rounded sci-fi action movies of the past decade in my eyes. By the end of this rewatch, I was transported back to 2013 when I saw this at the drive-in at least twice that summer with my friends. So glad to see it. It's aged well. I can't oh, imagine look, watching I mean, this film in a drive-in. Well, it would be kind of cool. And there, she has the nostalgia. Summer with friends, you know, yeah, definitely nostalgia working its magic. Let me let me just say, I can see people liking this film. I'm not saying I don't understand that people like it, but those are just the reasons why I don't like it. It's a bad film. Yes. Have you seen it before, Paul? No. Nostalgia goes a long way, Lucy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. So next up we have a Romero 0618 and they gave the film a 7 out of 10 
and uh, they said Pacific Rim has held up really well this movie is a definition of a big stupid action movie but at the same time really fun and creative Del Toro creates the world in a pretty convincing way and even though the story and performances are pretty mediocre to be honest everybody watches this movie to see giant fight robots fighting giant monsters and in that field the movie is excellent there we go that was Ben's review on on Letterboxd I'm Romario <laughs> Will you be upgraded to a seven as well? Well, maybe, maybe in defiance of you two boys. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> End of year special. This is that film that's going to keep brought, being brought up every time now, isn't it? For different reasons. Yeah, I think so. I think actually this is a watershed moment because this will be referred to in the future. Like, so you li- you didn't like exactly. <laughs> we'll and I'm sorry to say it's going to hamper you two in the future. It's not going to hamper me. It's going to hamper you two when you didn't like Pacific Rim, and we'll be like, exactly. how can you not like this when you like Pacific Rim? Adam, Listen, Adam, boys, put this, in, put this into perspective. Ben liked this more than Suicide Squad. Oh, <laughs> most certainly. <laughs> most certainly that is so much fun that film and this is just boring <laughs> yeah, I, w- yeah let's not right, start see. this all over again yes go on let's go to the next review a four year old a four year old thinks going to the park and looking at the beautiful trees and, and the, the lake is boring the four year old thinks watching Peppa Pig is fun my, my two year old don't watch Peppa Pig he watches Marvel <laughs> well there we go a Marvel good enough for a two year old they should put that on Hell every yeah. poster Hell Marvel, yeah, boy. good enough for a two-year-old. Thank exactly. I don't want to watch movies that two-year-olds want to fucking watch. I'm a grown-ass man. When I was two, maybe, but when I'm a grown-ass man, I don't want to watch movies that are made for fucking two-year-olds. Let me just say that Woody's not old enough to watch some old films yet because they're too actually old for him. Yeah, but he wears the clothes and he will as soon as he can, and that's because it's very easy and palatable yes, for a child because, to enjoy. Because so comics can enjoy are for children. Yes. Like, and then yes. they evolve oh, over time. They boys. don't evolve. For adults, they and don't then evolve. You, you grow old and you watch these films. You're like, wow. Yeah. That was an adult version of that comic book. Yeah, they don't evolve, mate. <laughs> they like certainly keep making them, but they do not evolve. We're just going to keep shouting like at this each other film. all day about this, and actually the conversation uh, what's isn't the, So what, I'm confused by this one. All right, Adam, I'm going to read the thing out. This comes from Hatercles, and they give the film a 4 out of 10, and they've done two points of view here. So the first one is a cinephile saying, Oh my God, I can't believe people like the new Mulan. There are so many excellent Wuxia movies available. But I guess that involves reading subtitles, so hey, just accept this lukewarm American version. Same cinephile. Oh wow, Pacific Rim is so awesome. I love how the robots kill the evil kaiju. Such a loving tribute to Kaiju Iger, which I'm super familiar with because I see all those goofy clips on Twitter. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, mate. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's basically about. saying that people people complain about Mulan because it's just a generic Americanized world of china right but then they'll watch the pacific room and it's just an america americanized version of a chinese idea but they'd like it okay yeah. that's quite interesting but i feel i know but you know this happens in cinema constantly it's americans taking other people's ideas reservoir dogs was a fucking french film originally so you know number one film of all time well there you go so you, whatever you're talking about Hatercles, we ain't trying to hear that but we love you. I don't. I love you. Hate you, I don't like the way he talks because, uh, or she talks, because uh, I don't believe any cinephile says Pacific Rim is so awesome. Cinephiles would not. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He got you, Hate Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. 
Well, that's all good. Lovely. Should we should we go to placing this film and and let everyone know what Katie and Oti oh, rate this film yes. as well? Fuck me, we're gonna place this number. Okay, so just so everyone knows, Katie and Oti give this film a six out of ten, just like Ben. Oh, look at us! We're all this is insane. Well, everyone, check this out now, because Paul and Adam are so tragically misjudged in their opinion of this film they've relegated I'm surprised it. how much you're trying to like stand up for this film Ben <laughs> I know come I'm, on only because you are so uh, so wrong um, I yeah, love, I love it. Then, if, I if we both like... gave, if we all gave it a six you would have hated on this just as much as us <laughs> maybe yeah exactly <laughs> but you know it's because you anyway it all comes out in the conversation you've got more enjoyment it's, about it's... taking the piss out of us than you actually have from this film no, you no, no. like I said, listen, let me do this thing. So, because of what they've said, they've re- re- resigned it to the relegation zone immediately. So, it's immediately gone into our bottom 10 films we've ever covered on this podcast. And it has its own unique score of, Paul, what was it? 4.8. No other film has a 4.8. So, here you hear our bottom 10 in order. Number one, as in bottom, American Psycho 2. Number two, The Jesus Rolls, another Katie and OT influenced film. Indeed. They like, they like to have influence on the bottom ten. Well, that was uh, you influenced it and they came along for it. They influenced putting it in the bottom ten by giving it a one oh, out okay. of one and a half. Uh, number three, Tomb Raider. Number four, Beyond Reanimator. Number five, and this is the only salvation I can take from this, The Meg. And it goes right above The Meg. <laughs> Just above the Meg, so at least we acknowledge collectively that it is better than that fucking piece of shit. I mean, it's going to go even lower once I give it a five as well. <laughs> what do you mean? Eventually, oh, when yeah, I that's eventually true. give the Mega five, it go even lower. That's true. And then the remaining films in our relegation zone are Three from Hell, In Time, Jason X, and Green Book, which means that Venom has been pushed up out of the relegation zone Venom. and it lives to fight another day. Look at that, Venom. You were saved. Oh, yes. Well, that is wonderful. There you go. I like to I like to influence the bottom and top tens. The funny thing is, if I hadn't been uh, so kind to it, because I did quite enjoy it, it really would have been like bottom three, probably. Oh, shit. And there we that. go. Well, in another life. Anyway, let's come on. Let's move on to these next bits. Okay. Thank you, Katie and OT, for that film. We uh, enjoyed it in a, all in our own way, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad that Katie and Oti agree with me because it's like, yeah, they know it's bad, but also it had some redeeming stuff to enjoy. Shall we move on to our patrons' corner? Yeah. As we like to say. So this is where our patrons suggest films that they've been watching the past week. Whether they like them or dislike them, it doesn't matter. They just want to tell us whether to watch it or avoid it. First of all, we have Julio from The Contrarians, and he says, If you don't have Apple TV, it's worth getting it for Come From Away. Much like Disney Plus did with Hamilton last year, Apple has released a recorded performance of a popular Broadway musical, this time to honour the 20th anniversary of 9-11. The show is about a small Canadian town that finds itself suddenly having to host 7,000 stranded airline passengers when American airspace is closed due to the 9-11 attacks. And I know it sounds like I'm just quoting copy, but man, I love this so much. I actually, I actually was lucky enough to catch the show pre-pandemic when they stopped in Austin, and I'm just thrilled 
thrilled that now it's out there, available for everyone to stream. Also, a bit of Film Buster's follow-up, I finally popped in my criterion of Chaplin's Monsieur Vaudeau, and Limelight was better. But it was interesting to see Chaplin playing an actual serial killer, so it's worth watching for that, if nothing else. Mm. I had I never no knew idea. He was a serial killer in no. That. <laughs> I had no idea. That sounds fucking interesting. (laughs) Defo. But it's Chaplin, so it's going to be PG. How much of a serial killer can he be? It'd be a stupid serial killer. I'd say. Imagine him being clumsy, oafish, tripping up and shit. (laughs) That's a serial killer. He he falls over and then the knife falls down a staircase and stabs someone in the head. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, mate. If only. I wish. I kind of don't want to watch that film now. I just want to pretend that that is what it is. <laughs> like going after people with knives, and then he he stabs them, and then you find out it's melting wax and shit. He ends up on his ass, falling downstairs, <laughs> slipping on blood and stuff. That'd be brilliant. I bet it's nothing like that. I bet it's a serious one. <laughs> <laughs> that come from away. I, they're advertising it all over the uh, underground at the moment because I think it's in the mm. West End. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I have actually recognised the name. And as soon as he said it was a play, I was like, oh, okay, now I definitely know where I recognise that from. Mm. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people said it's amazing. I've, I've it, so. the only person I've ever heard talk about it was Julio. I remember him talking about it on uh, an episode a couple of years back. Mm. Mm. Some guys at work told told me it was really good. But that yeah, definitely sounds interesting. Especially I'm not going to be paying for Apple though. Mm. Do you not have Apple? If I get a new if I get a new iPhone, maybe I can get that six month subscription or whatever it is. There you go. <laughs> Do you not have one now? My my Apple TV only expired like recently. It's also worth getting it for Ted Lasso, but we, we won't talk about No, we won't talk about Everyone that. talks about that. Because it's amazing. Is it actually? Yes. Is it? Is it sports? It's it's filmed at Crystal Palace, mate. They film at Crystal Palace football but way ground. Bad. Paul, the best way Down to describe it is me. it's based around football, but even the main character in the show has no, think, has no idea about anything to do with football. That's the big joke, is my understanding. He's yeah. an, he's an American. Who it's all about positivity, about happiness, and like just being like it's a generally just nice show. Everyone likes it, so I'll hate it. Same. There we go. Come okay. on, Adam. Katie and Ot. Anyway, so next up, yeah, we've got Katie and Ot, um, and uh, they said we really enjoyed the first two episodes of an anthology series. The premise it's about allyship and gun violence, each a different tonally, but they both delivered in a layered message about topics that could easily be one-sided depending on your personal opinion. They said they're looking forward to more episodes on it, and they put up is that two emojis of a bulletproof vest? What? <laughs> Two it's hands, hands up. It's hands going up, cheering. <laughs> Is it? Vest. No. Where did you see bulletproof vest? I'm going to show. I don't know what your emojis are looking like, but on my screen, wait. Send a picture through WhatsApp now, Imagine. so we can cover this live on the podcast to get your Imagine. understanding. All right, it's going up. But they look right. like like you. Let's look at shoulder this. straps, and then it's got like a six pack on it. Oh shit! Yes, <laughs> they are bulletproof vests on Adams. That's why I thought because they're talking about gun violence, so I thought they put something. It, about what the hell, vests. man? That goes against it for the saying. Wear your bulletproof vests. What the fuck? That's... Oh, wait, it must be like an updated version of Skype or something. Like the emoji works for oh, you, but not shit, for me. That's Odd. sinister. Imagine people that are like, "Don't worry, it's all good," and then putting hands up like that, and then they see bulletproof vests <laughs> on the other side, and they're like, "What? What the fuck? Are you coming for me?" <laughs> We were distracted by the bulletproof hands-up emojis. But I haven't heard about the premise, and uh, it sounds very interesting. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, me neither. But it does sound interesting, yeah. Yes. And uh, finally, Jamie Russell 
says, I would highly recommend Invasion of the Body Snatchers 1978, another great updating of a 50s sci-fi horror B-movie that I would happily rank alongside my other favourites, The Blob, The Fly, and of course, The Thing. It has a great sense of creeping dread from the very beginning, and this is escalated throughout the entire film. Considering the tight budget, the practical effects are, on the whole, effective and appropriately unsettling. Without going into spoilers, this film has several moments that will stay with you and is all presented with visual flair by Michael Taxi Driver Chapman. I definitely, I will definitely be giving this one a rewatch. I've seen the original. I haven't seen the seventies remake. Mm. When did the original come out? In the fifties. Mm. Mm. And if 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 I remember correctly, it ends with the guy, like all these pods have come down to earth, and he's on a highway, and he's screaming. They're coming, they're coming. And then he runs to the camera and he looks directly into the camera and he goes, they're coming for all of you. Something like that. And then the credits roll. Creepy. Good for the time, eh? Mm-hmm. By now yeah. it sounds cheesy, but good for the time. Mm. That'll be that'll be terrifying. It'll be people fainting in the cinema back then. Yes. Oh, they're coming for me. <laughs> oh, they've looked me in the eyes. Yes, it must be real. <laughs> oh, the train's coming out of the screen. Oh, oh. Martha and Martha are here <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> I'll have to add that to the list. Oh, yes. I, haven't I seen actually added it to my list. That. I saw him rank, put it on Letterboxd, and I was like, oh, he gave it a high rating now. I feel like Don, Don I, Sutherland's I thought, in it, maybe. I added straight oh, to the list. Max is going to town in his literature. Apologies. He's doing a big old shit. Oh, I believe so. He doesn't normally make that much racket, so he's dropped the clanger in there. <laughs> he's got a depth charge <laughs> coming out. Mm. well wonderful yes. thank, every, thank you everyone for your wonderful suggestions there and I guess that just leaves one more thing before we finish this episode up yes what are we doing we next week what are we doing next week Adam do you even remember what we're doing next week uh, something that Julio picked yes it's a Julio pick and it's another Julio's patron moment. pick oh I think I remember what he said and it's what is the it? most random film I think we've ever done and I think yes. so the first we, musical I, yeah and I feel like we, nobody we could be doing this podcast for years and we probably wouldn't even either number one mention this film yeah in, even in passing or think about doing it is it Jesus Christ Superstar or something like that isn't it it is <laughs> that is what we're watching next <laughs> oh wow I literally remember that on the spot I was like what was it oh then I remember the Twitter friend I was like oh shit wow. a little DM chat that you can get if you uh, become a patron I'm looking forward to that our patrons really know how to suggest shit we would never normally watch, right? Yes. On our toes, always. A bit of a different, I'm going for a different vibe than uh, Pacific Rim. Couldn't be more different, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we can find a similarity, If Jesus wow. fights a monster in this film... Oh. oh, imagine. It could be anything. I don't know whether this is like actually like biblical... Yeah. Or if it's just like... I just, could, it could be a comedy, have, it could be anything. Does he have a colourful coat? That's all I know. No! That's Joseph. That's Joseph, mate. Amazing <laughs> Technicolor dream <laughs> coat. I close my eyes. I close my eyes. Pull back, back, back the, the curtain. Ah. Oh, lovely. That's a way to end. <laughs> <laughs> it's Buster.